and welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast, where we discuss marriage, parenting, discipleship, homeschooling, and everything else that comes into play when you're following God's plan for your family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and today I'm going to be talking to Mickey Mitchell, the founder of a new brain health company called Vibri. By telling his story and how God led through some struggles he had, we'll discuss some incredibly interesting information about how the brain functions and hopefully give hope to those of you who may be struggling with brain injuries or other issues and just don't know what to do about it. You definitely do not want to miss this week's chat. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive right in. everybody. Welcome back. This week, we're so excited to talk to Mickey Mitchell, who is the founder of Vipri. Vipri is one of our sponsors this year. And the more that I have gotten to know what they do there, the more fascinated and excited I have been to tell you all about it. So Mickey woke up in June of 2009 with a brain-related health issue that has taken him on quite a journey. And I really wanted to give him the opportunity today to tell you a little bit of the backstory, how God used that injury and the issues that followed to really give him a passion for helping others through uh, this new work that he has today. So Mickey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Leslie, thank you for having me. I am so excited just to talk to you today and to have the opportunity to hear more about your personal journey, as I mentioned before, and how that's led you to this passion that you have for helping others. So could you give us just a little bit of kind of who you are? Let us get to know you as a person, and then we were, we're going to kind of take that who you are and follow it down the road to, to where God has you now. Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, I guess. To tell you who I am is I am a family man in Nashville, Tennessee, that has a that I'm married to a gorgeous lady named Kelly, and we have five wonderful children. Kelly is a, is a servant at heart, puts everybody's needs in front of hers. Uh, I've got a daughter who is 27, is married to a big old boy named Max, and just found out last month that they're going to be having our first grandchild. Yay! So, yes, very excited. It's going to be a little girl. And so uh, those two are, are just precious, precious couple that uh, I'm, I'm so proud of them. They, are, they serve in the church and they teach middle school to high school kids all about Christ and, and mm. they are solid. I've got a 26-year-old girl that was a cheerleader at LSU for four years. <clears throat> she's not married, but she said she has about 700 or, or more young men wanting to marry her. <laughs> she, she's a gorgeous girl. And, uh, but she, she too has a heart. Uh, matter of fact, just this past Monday, she served in a school standing in for kids that didn't have a parents. So it was mm. a parent day. So she is just an absolute gem of a child. Uh, then I have a big old boy named Blake, and Blake played football at uh, Mississippi State University for three years, and uh, one of the coaches left and went to Austin P and drug him up there, and he played his first year at Austin P last year, has one more, but uh, he just made All-American in All-Conference, wow. and uh, that boy is a gentle giant. He has a heart for the underdog. He is a, uh, uses his platform for Christ every day strong, strong boy. Then I've got a boy at Alabama, Theta Chi at Alabama, 
and uh, he's got more friends than, than anybody I know. He's one of the finest boys, easy boy to love. And uh, just what, what makes him unique is you'll never hear him talk a negative word about a soul. And if anybody says anything negative, uh, he'll always just real gently say something positive to just kind of offset the negative. So wow. he, he's a cool child. And then I've got, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but the best for last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got my, my baby, would, that would resonate with my 13-year-old who claims she's the best for last, too. <laughs> Absolutely. But he's uh, 17 years old, big old boy, loves to hunt and fish. But uh, he, he's a, a kid that's not loud, not the center of the party, but, uh, but he is always brings oxygen into the room. Hmm. Uh, if, if I am down and out or just, just need a little emotional pickup, then I go grab Mason and we go do something. He is a precious, precious child. And so that is what my life is about, uh, my, my family. Then I'm an entrepreneur. I've got an engineering degree from Mississippi State, and uh, I've owned multiple businesses. And uh, today I have a construction business where we do heavy work, move dirt, and, uh, and develop properties. I have a development business, and then I have a heavy equipment business where I furnish heavy equipment to other contractors and myself. So I'm an entrepreneur, and so that, that's who I am. That's what kick, makes me kick the sheets off in the morning hmm. is, uh, is taking care of my family, and, and I love to work. Well, I, um, yeah, just a a real quick follow-up as you were talking about your children, you know, hearing you talk is such an encouragement, I think probably to many, to my heart, the news once or everything that we read would have us believe that, you know, your kids are not going to like you through high school. They're going to go their own way. They're going to rebel. They're going to do all of this. And, and hearing a dad talk about his children who are walking with the Lord, who are serving as adults on their own is just, it's, that is always encouraging. And I always want to highlight that because it, it is countercultural and it just shows that God is still at work and he is still using the work of parents day in and day out to, to mold and shape these hearts. And it's pretty awesome that we get a front row seat for that. Hmm. Well, thank you for saying that. I, hmm. uh, my wife and I both feel as though that if we raise five children that are uh, serving Christ and an and a, a asset to the community, then our lives are a, a, a success. Anything yes. uh, over and above that, then that's just uh, a gravy. But that is our main goal. Hmm. Wow. Well, how has jumping in, and I, I apologize for cutting you off there a little bit. I just, I get really excited to talk about families. Um, mm-hmm. but, but jumping back in, I know that something happened back in 2009 that kind of Mm -hmm. changed the trajectory of things for you. Can -hmm. you give us a little bit of insight into that and how that has, has impacted both your, you know, your, your life, your walk, but also your family and so on? Yes, ma'am. I'll be glad to. I'll back up and start uh, a little further back. I was raised on a farm where uh, we worked cows and, and it was it was kind of a rough and tough environment, falling off horses and roping cows and all. And then I had a car accident whenever I was 14 years old and my head went through the windshield and had head trauma. And then I played college football. And so, and I was kamikaze. And so <laughs> I, I didn't know that there was any problems 
But in June of 2009, and the reason that I know specifically that it was June is because on June 1st of 2009, my mother died. And uh, 2008, the crash happened. And mm-hmm. so uh, I was going through some of the toughest times of my life at that particular time. And uh, my mother was my stronghold. At this time, my dad had cancer. He was bedridden. And uh, he, he was... He, just it was a tough time and she was healthy we thought and I got word from my brother-in-law that that my mother was having a problem and whenever I got that word then I knew that God wasn't going to take my mother but I was packed up and and headed that way in just moments of hearing it and uh, was headed down 65 going under a bridge whenever he called me and said she didn't make it and I pulled over on the side of the road, and I, my body has never hurt that bad in all my life. And finally got together and drove them down there and got to see her before they uh, uh, did the work on her. So anyway, uh, to, after uh, taking care of all that and taking getting caretakers for my dad, I traveled back home. And the day after I got back, I woke up that next morning, and I had alarm clocks going off in both my ears. <clears throat> hmm. And... Uh, today I have ringing, but, uh, back then it was just like alarm clocks in both my ears. And so that is what started the path of Bipri. What that led to is me going to doctors and, uh, being diagnosed that I had lesions on the brain and, uh, the headaches began and dizziness began. Vertigo came in at some point. And it was several years of just complete misery. After waiting all the worst news that you would want to hear whenever the doctor told me I had lesions on the brain, uh, and it could be, and what he went on to say is some of the things that nobody wants to hear, hmm. and said that we'd have to wait six months to, for the results of the next one to see the, the changes to, to make some type of diagnosis. So during those times, what really makes me passionate about Bipri is that during those times, uh, us guys, we don't tell anybody. We, we keep it to ourselves. And naturally, you don't want to scare your, your children or anybody. And you don't know anything, so you don't tell anybody. So you just live with it. And you can't sleep. And I would have these headaches and dizzy spells and and the ringing in the ears that wouldn't go away. And so you, you, you end up just suffering. Hmm. And six months later, I go in and I find out that the report says that it must have been shadowing. The previous report must have been shadowing that my brain was clean. And you've never seen anybody celebrate like I celebrated. <laughs> but, uh, but I knew that it wasn't shadowing. I knew that God had healed me. I knew it. Hmm. And I know it to this day. But nonetheless... Whenever he says, my brain's clean, and I leave the office, I still have the same symptoms that I did when I went in six months wow. before. Yeah, and so they don't even address the symptoms or the cause. And so that put me on a journey to figure it out myself. <laughs> well, I hired a young lady named Viva, and Viva was a holistic genius. Uh, she had uh, some problems early on, and she... Had, had gotten into holistic wellness. And so she and I set out on this journey to fix me. Hmm. And we did. And so what we did is we, over several years, 
is that we juiced, we used supplements, we used exercise, we used breath work, we used everything that, and the things that worked, we stuck to it. The things that didn't, we kicked it to the curb. And so I developed a program (laughs) that I live by this day that helps me function. Wow. Well, in, in the early 2001, I started a sports camp. In 2012, I had to shut it down, but it was bringing in kids and using pro athletes to teach kids about the word. So it was it was a uh, sp- it was a Christian deal, but we also had an elite training. And so we would, we would, I would tell the athletes if they wanted to uh, either preach to them that they'd go to church. So we'd give them sound bites for the gospel. We'd, we'd 15 minutes or less. That was the most they were able to yeah to do. But anyway, uh, I had this piece of property. And I sold it, and uh, before I let it go, I was sitting on the side of a hill praying that, you know, I thought that that's, that's really what I wanted to do. And I was sitting there praying that, you know, what was my next step. And I got a, 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 I got, I got a thought that said, invent or reverse CTE. And so I disregarded it, and it came back to me, so I wrote it in my mm-hmm. notes on the phone. And so that was on March the 17th of 2015. That I wrote these notes. I had no idea the program that I was had lived by was going to be anything. Well, the next morning I woke up and I got the same word, and so I asked God to confirm it that it was so far out of my wheelhouse that it it had to be not for me. And Phil Carson called me, and Phil, Doctor Phil, is with us today. But he called me up and asked me what I was doing, and. And he goes, Mick, uh, I told him, I says, I, I got this crazy thing still going on that, that I think that I'm supposed to do something about with, with, with brain, you know, brain stuff. And he goes, Mickey, last week, uh, my, uh, uh, I, I got a word that I'm supposed to come to Nashville to do something with you. Hmm. He wow. says, I, I asked my, my partners to buy me out because I'm supposed to come there. And he goes, that's what I'm calling. And I said, well, come on. So anyway, that's what, <laughs> so he came on. And so uh, that's what started this journey of Vipri. And so when we first started, it was brain, the reason we named it Vipri is it, it's Brain Injury Preventative Recovery Institute. That's the reason wow. we named it, because the institute would forever be changing, that nobody has it right, you know, that, that we would develop a program, that we'll, but we would always be uh, working on it and, and perfecting it. So that's where Bipre started. Wow. Well, can you, for, for anyone who, you know, may not know what it means, myself included, what, what do you mean? You said that the Lord really impressed upon you to, to design a reverse CTE. What exactly is a CTE or a reverse CTE? CTE is, if, if you've heard of the NFL players that are struggling with CTE, it is a condition that has been brought on from head trauma. Hmm. Uh, the word CTE means chronic traumatic encephaly. I can't pronounce the last word right. I'm sure that there's a doctor <laughs> out there that will hear this that will laugh at my... He's, he's my, cringing uh, somewhere. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, and Dr. Carson would be too. But anyway, <laughs> that's what it is. And so uh, just a cool story is that uh, my symptoms are similar to that what some people have CTE. They're just now having 
the ability to see if people have CTE. But back when it first started and, and was first around, you wouldn't know whether they had CTE. You had to die to find out if you had wow. because you have to cut the brain open to find out that there's uh, blood trapped in the brain from uh, different TBIs. And a TBI is traumatic brain injury. So <clears throat> the football players have really struggled with this. And so for mine, I didn't know if it was for football. I didn't know what it was from. And even if it, it was a, a, a brain injury, I just knew that I had these symptoms and it seemed that it could be that. But the real cool story is we started by, we started these programs. And whenever you do things like this, you have a lot of different things being passed your way. And so we're going through these things, making sure that we don't use anything that is uh, what I call smoking mirrors. We don't want anything that is not proven. And so we are introduced to this helmet that does an EKG of the brain. And it's just in the beginning stages. And so we look at it. Well, the first time they wanted to do a test, everybody on the team says, Mickey, you do it first. I said, okay. So they stuck it on my head. Well, whenever it pops up on the screen, the technician says, have you had trauma on the right front of your head? And I said, yes. At 14 years old, my head went through the windshield and that was where the trauma was on the right front. Well, he turned the screen around and showed me that it was green in that area. And he goes, your right frontal lobe is dead. The rest of my brain was yellow and red and, and active. But he goes, wow. that, that part. And so that's my problems, I know, came from a car accident at 14 years old. And uh, so anyway, now we use that as a baseline and so we have now that helmet as a part of our program. And that would be in the fourth pillar that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Well, you know, as hearing you tell your story and, and you alluded to this, but I was reminded how often God brings things into our lives, even sometimes unpleasant things, often, honestly, unpleasant things leads us on a journey of discovery and study and, and really uses those things to equip us to do what he's ultimately calling us to do. If we will just open our hands and, and you know, like Moses, when he said, what's well, that in your hand? Well, it's my shepherd's staff. Well, with you, God has equipped you in this unique way by um, some things that he's brought into your life to really equip you to now serve families and individuals and, and others that have, that are really struggling with this now. So I, I wanted to focus just a few minutes on who who do you all really serve? Who are the people that, that, or how would someone know if they should be seeking help? Cause I know, you know, a lot of times, I think you even mentioned this earlier, we don't talk about it. We brush it, you know, headaches and this kind of thing. We just, it's just who we are. So what we struggle with, it's our, our lot, but what are some of the clues to say, you know, you may, there may be hope for, for getting over this and there's, there's something that could be done. Yes, ma'am. Well, <laughs> Leslie, uh, whenever we first began, then the people that we were focusing on were the, the one that gets a concussion or has an injury, then you would want our product. We have a product that will help your brain reboot. And uh, what, that, what that means is, is whenever you have a concussion, <laughs> your brain goes into a self-preservation mode, and that's what gives you your symptoms of a concussion, which are sensitivity to light and headaches and sometimes throwing up and 
and dizziness. <clears throat> and so what the doctors, they don't know why, but whenever those symptoms go away, the doctors, and my son has had four concussions, and some of this, some of the injury part of it came from watching my son and what we did during that time. And now over and over again, if you do what our program tells you, your brain will re reboot. And so whenever your, your symptoms leave you, then that means your brain has rebooted. And then the doctors then will tell you, well, you need to wait four days before you go back into activity. Some will say you need to wait 10 days. Nobody really knows. If you're an NFL player and you're very, very valuable, they'll tell you you need to go back in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but nobody really knows. Well, now with our new technology, we can actually tell you. Uh, with this helmet, we can tell you if you have a baseline that this is, was your brain before the concussion. Now here's your brain. And then we can test it when your brain gets back to where it was at the baseline. We can actually tell you. Now, there's a test that they use, and it's, it's you know, being used across the country. But it can be fooled. You can take the test. And so what a lot of athletes have done is they will take the test on, on purpose, not as accurate in the beginning, so that their baseline is not where it really should be so that when they can get a concussion, they can go back to play ball. And so you can fool the, the, the written test. And we have that test as mm. well. Uh, we, we, we have a written baseline test just like the, the other uh, uh, company does. But the helmet that we use, it's actually, you can't fool it. And uh, it can actually tell you when you are ready to go back into the game. And it is not uh, some kind of sign, uh, 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 guesstimate like wow. doctors are. And doctors that we've set with, that they admit that it's a guess because nobody knows. Nobody knows exactly the trauma that was, was done to the brain when at the time of the concussion. You, mm -hmm. you can't see inside the brain. So anyway, uh, the injury was one of the markets. Preventative is what we named it. But of course, uh, for our website, thank goodness for the FDA and the FTC, but they restrict you on putting some things on it. So sure. we, we, we now call it performance. But what the second market was is the performance or preventative and what my philosophy is is whenever you look at people uh, children in africa and people in mexico and the people that wake up and they don't have the iphones and the games and they're sitting there all day every day they're actually out there running and, and jumping and, and and all they're not having the concussions that we're having here in the united states huh. and so our little children wake up and they're not active like they used to be. And so the first time they go out at five, six, seven, eight years old playing soccer or football and they get a jolt to the head, they have a concussion because wow. they haven't done anything to, to prepare the brain for the battle. And so we now have a market that prepares the brain for the battle. Hmm. And uh, so, so for our smaller kids. But then the market that makes me kick the sheets off, the, the whole reason that I would put a big part of my life into Vipery is the recovery part of it. And uh, the recovery part of it is for the, the people that have had a car accident like me or the people that have beat their brains out in martial arts and <laughs> in, in the cage fighting or the NFL players that are being diagnosed with ALS and, uh, and multiple 
of them uh, are today being diagnosed with ALS as the wow. most dreadful disease out there. Yeah, that's awful. And, and for the ones that are afraid that what they're going to do, or the ones that wake up in the morning and they start to go somewhere and they forget where they're going, all those people, they need BIPRI. They mm. need our recovery program. And not only do they need it to help put their brain back in its full capacity, but what they need it for is we have a community that we're building. And this community is not just for the people that have a need, but for the families yep. uh, that connect and that they can talk. This whole world is about connection. It's about relationships. It's the only thing we're going to take to the other side is our relationships. And so we're building a community that if someone like me that is diagnosed with something and you can get on there and you can read stories of other people, then I can say, ah, if he can make it, I can make it. <laughs> and, and what it does is gives you hope. Whenever you lose hope, uh, Victor Frankl wrote a book in a man's search for meaning and he survived three Nazi war camps. And he said the way that he did is because of hope that whenever you looked around and, and your friends, stop laughing and whenever you make fun of guards or make fun of each other's body or you just stop laughing you didn't mm -hmm. make it another day or two but as long as you could just keep hold on to hope that there's hope well that's what viper gives you you wake up in the morning and you do your program and you and before you go to bed at night you do the program and you and you're doing you're doing your four pillars every day that gives you something that that gives you hope and then whenever you give your body what it needs and what it's starving for, then your body does the magic. That's the way God made us. Right. And so that, that's, what, that's what we're offering. We're offering a program that gives your body everything it needs to do what God's designed that body to do to heal itself. And then in the meantime, we're connecting the family members that are suffering and hmm. connecting the people that are in need and then giving hope to, to everybody. Yeah, those connections are so important because not only do you, I think, does that hope come through hearing the stories of those that have, you know, are, have kind of crossed over to a new plateau, but also it saves those coming behind them, making the mistakes that they would have made. That's one of the beautiful things about parenting. You know, I can help direct my children behind me from making the same mistakes that I've made. But so it's, it's likewise in a community like that where if people are willing to be open and share you can really save those behind you from, from wasting time or money or on things that just really are, are not helpful or that tend to rob you of hope. Absolutely. A year and a half, two years ago, a friend of mine called me, and his name is Jeff Fisher, and he, he had heard word that I had this brain wellness thing, and so he called me up and went to lunch, and, and uh, we got caught up and he goes, I hear you're working on some kind of brain thing. And I said, yeah, I am. And he goes, I'd like to see it. And I said, okay, and we'll go to the office. He goes, first of all, why haven't you already told me? Because we hunt <laughs> together and things. And I said, you know, everybody has an idea, Jeff. And, uh, and I said, I'm not one to tell everybody my ideas. I said, once uh, I have something to show, then I'll tell somebody. But I said, right now I have something to show. It's really cool. We've got a lot of cool testimonials. He walked in and he saw it. And if you know Jeff, Jeff is a player's coach. Uh, his players love, love, love him. 
And, and, and for those for those that don't know who Jeff is, can you tell us, um, he coached, does he still coach for the Titans? He did coach for the Titans, didn't he? He coached for the Titans, and then he went to uh, coach for the Rams. Okay. And, uh, and so he's now retired. But okay. uh, Jeff coached 20-some-odd years in the NFL. And, uh, and I, I tell a story about him. Uh, I have some really, really great places to hunt. And, and what, sometimes I take people and they get all caught up in it. And hmm. so you can kind of see people's character whenever they sit at a table of food or whenever they go places that's really good to hunt. And so the first time Jeff showed up in the duck blind, we have all these ducks flying. And Jeff is unpacking all the kids' guns and all the things, everybody else getting everybody up to the, up to the front of the blind. And, I, and I'm watching him on purpose, and I'm thinking, you know, that's a show. You know, that, he, he's just he – just. so then two years later, Jeff is still waking up before anybody else to cook breakfast, and mm. he's still serving. And so Jeff is a servant. I don't – he hunts all the time, but everybody that goes with him kills stuff, but he's always making sure everybody's taken care of. That's awesome. And so he, he, that's, that's him. So he comes into my office – and I go over this, and I start off with the recovery because that's just where my, my heart is. And it, it truly is. Right now, I'm, we've, given a whole, we've given more away than, than, we've, than we've sold. Thank goodness. That, that uh, Anyway, so Jeff looks at it, and he looks at me, and he grabs his phone, and he pulls it out. And he goes, Mick, if we would have had this just a month ago, this boy would still be living. Oh, wow. And he showed me of a, of a young man that took his life. Oh, and uh, and I can I can relate to that because whenever you go days and days and days with no sleep, with ringing in the ears and all, uh, you 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 start to lose hope. And uh, yeah. and some of these people they do, and that's that's what happens. And so he said, if we'd have had this, Mick, uh, we we could have saved this boy's life. And so Jeff is uh, completely in, in, involved in this hmm. and loves it. But again, it's it's you know it it takes some time to get these things uh, up and going. Oh, absolutely, and and we are actually out of time today. But I want to just go on and set just say that we're going to come back and talk about more of the solutions and stuff that you have for sure. Because I know everybody's probably like, no, no. But in the meantime, can you tell us where people can find you? And also, I know that you're going to be in Nashville coming up here in a, a couple of weeks and, and at our other events. What kind of things will they, can they expect on site when they come and see you there? Yes, ma'am. Well, <laughs> we'll have a team there and we'll have a booth set up. And at the booth, you'll see, we'll, we'll highlight the four pillars. And uh, then we'll also talk about the seven markets that we are in now. And so the three markets we talked about is, is the injury preventative and recovery. But then we'll be talking about the aging and the addiction and the PTSD and the migraines. And so at the booth, you'll be able to see uh, those seven markets and then you'll be able to see the four pillars that we, we stand to. All the programs are based on the four pillars and that is brain wellness by brain stimulation and breath work, and nutrition and hydration, physical fitness and brain, blood flow to the brain and cognitive testing. So you'll get to see all that in the team. And then, of course, I'll have a time that I get to speak. And so I'll, I'll get to tell the story again and tell what all that we're doing there. And then we'll have products. We'll be, get, we'll be giving things away, uh, uh, some of our products away and, and different cool, cool stuff. So hmm. we're looking so forward to it. 
and uh, just trying to get the, the word Bipri out there. Your first question, I think, was how do people find out about us? You can yes. go to our website, which is called Bipri.com. So it's real easy. Just type in B-I-P-R-I.com, and they'll take you to the website, and uh, it can tell you all about what we're doing. All right. Well, I can, I'm very eager to come and talk about those other four things that you all deal with. I know I have struggled for years with migraines and actually had a conversation with Phil. When we were there, I found actually a couple of years ago that cutting sugar helps them immensely. Cutting it out almost made them go completely away. But while I was there, I also purchased one of your headbands, which I would be very eager to talk about on a different day because that is a pretty awesome little tool there for helping with headaches. So, um, so yeah, I'm very excited to have you back, but thank you for spending so much time with me today. And I promise you that we will, we will reconvene this soon so that everybody can get the rest of the story. Leslie, it has been my pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And for everyone else, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes from an additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.